Hello, my friends. What is up, y'all? You are listening to the Angel Face Magic Hour podcast, and I am your host, Grace Lannon. I'm a psychic medium and an energy healer, and today it's just going to be us, just the two of us. So get comfy, get cozy, and get ready to have, talk about some magical, mystical stuff. So today's just going to be like a super casual conversation. I have a few t- topics I want to bring up and just like how I'm feeling and like what the energy is feeling like. And, you know, I've tried to record this episode like multiple times on multiple topics and it just wasn't feeling right. Like I didn't put an episode out last week and I had tried to record an episode. I just, it just wasn't right, you know? So I am recording this today and I'm hoping she's the one (laughs) Um, because it just felt a little bit of stagnancy last week and then over the past weekend I did some energy healing training so we'll talk a little bit about that but then I feel like that like pushed me into um, like a more of an introspective feeling the past few days and I've been experiencing some body pain flare-ups. So that has been making everything just... It's just hard to get comfortable. And I'm having so much trouble deciding like where I want to record the podcast. And I know that doesn't matter to any of you. Because you're not here. But like I want it to be comfortable. And I don't want to be moving around every two seconds. And like the sound and you know all the things. And I have thus far just been like recording in my car... And I tried like multiple locations. I just couldn't find the right spot. Nothing felt right. Like I would start recording and I'd be like into what I was saying and excited to share with you. And then just something was like, eh, fuck this. I'm not into this right now. So, you know, that's just to be transparent like that. Sometimes I can't, I'm not feeling it and that's okay. Like right now, as I'm recording this, I'm in a parking lot and there's all these cars going by and it's like making me anxious. It's making me irritated. And I know that they don't care what I'm doing. No one cares what I'm doing. No one's looking at me. But I have this just, that's an issue that I'm continuously working on is like being okay being seen like and visibility and being okay like having other people look at me or that other people are doing their stuff while I'm doing my stuff like and we can be independent like I don't have to stop what I'm doing to pay attention to what you're doing and I can just live my life I feels like sometimes I'm just have like yeah that hyper vigilance of like oh my gosh something's going on and there's like I just feel people's energy so strong like I turn my head instinctively and there's someone walking towards me you know it's just always like that and sometimes that gets fucking irritating to me and also I want the podcast to sound good for you guys like I don't want there to be car noise in the background but that's just where we are right now so I just ask that we can like imagine we're just on the phone like it doesn't have to be perfect and that's the whole 
you know, basis of my podcast that it is casual, that it is like we're just having a conversation. I'm just sharing you with you some information. And in turn, I ask that you share with me like I would love one of my dreams for the podcast is to have like listener write-ins and people share their stories with me like around spirituality and supernatural experiences and so I would just love you to reach out with your stories and that the podcast as it grows we can make it even more of a community thing where we're where I'm not only sharing my story but I'm sharing everyone else's stories too and that is our guests, our amazing guests. But I also want you to feel involved. And I want you to be, to not even feel involved, but to be involved. So reach out to me. I really hope the noises don't bother you like they're bothering me. But I feel like on edge lately, like just the past few days. And I know, so today is Thursday. And Monday night, I started experiencing pain in my back. So I have this reoccurring issue with my back um, forever. Not forever, but for it's been like 10 years now since I fell and hurt myself and um, didn't really seek proper medical treatment at the time. I have the intention to go to physical therapy and I did get a like recommendation or whatever, a reference from my doctor. So... I just need to do it, but there's like part of me that holds me back. And then once I'm not in the pain anymore, I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I'm healed, but it does keep coming back. And I think part of it is my body's like reminder of me to slow down, to rest, to take care of myself. And I really feel like as I'm growing and growing spiritually, like psychically, I need to take better and better care of my physical body. So I think sometimes the pain for me is a reminder. Um, because I don't really know why it happens. Like there isn't a like explanation. I never got a diagnosis. I know that originally it happened from an injury, but I do have other pain issues. So it's not only solely in that in in that pre-existing injured area so it can be quite frustrating and it's been putting me in on edge a little bit but I also know that this past weekend which was right before Monday I did an energy healing course expansion and um I feel like part of it is integrating that energy like being forced to slow down and I just I I hate slowing down you guys (laughs) I like to go fast okay like I like to get stuff done I like to I don't know I do like to slow down when I'm in the moment with my meditation and that's why I love this work so much is because I get to be within those moments of presence um with other people and with myself but like the rest of my my human self, my gray self, like the the personality within me is I like to go fast. I like to do a lot of stuff at once. And sometimes that can be detrimental because 
I'll forget about certain things. And I know that's part of just the way my brain works. Um, and I've been working on like creating structures for myself the last few years. Like as I'm building this business that I have been like angel face doing the psychic work, doing the podcast, etc. Um, and it's really hard sometimes to show up into those structures. And then part of me knows that structures fuck structures like doesn't matter everything happens the way it should happen divine timing so I get really like tripped up on that like every few months and right now I'm tripped up on that of like oh my gosh like what do I talk about and so I just wanted to talk about like how I'm feeling and that's how I'm feeling but I'm also feeling like so and it's just this moment like because I'm in pain And it's like, I can't get comfortable. I can't be comfortable. I feel weird in my body. I don't like it. Um, But today I did get a massage um, from a professional. And that definitely helped. It was very intense though. And she was like doing like light pressure. (laughs) Like I felt like, oh, there's just so much in my back and my shoulders. And I know part of that is just being on my damn phone all the time. But it's also like the energy and, you know, as I have opened up more psychically, I feel less and less the need to do these clearings on myself and making sure the energy is cleared because I'm able to just tap in in a moment. Like, you know, of course, sometimes I do prepare when I do client sessions, but like I'll do a meditation before just, you know, clear my energy out of the way, like you know, call their energy forward. I have a whole ritual, but like day to day, sometimes as I'm opening up, it just doesn't seem as important, but I am being reminded again and again, like bashed over the head (laughs) with it of like, you are like clairsentient, psychic, which means I'm psychic feeling, which means I pick up other people's feelings and within the type of energy work I do, I, I process people's feelings for them. Um, and that can be amazing and powerful and beautiful. Like when asked, <laughs> like in a session, you know, like I'm helping you, you know, I'm not doing it for you, but I'm helping you move through it. But within that, I take the energy into my body and I feel it physically and I clear it physically. And... I forget that like I do that literally unconsciously all the time and I'm trying to get better about it like I do try to do my boundary work and stuff but like I said I feel like I've kind of been falling off with it because I feel like less that need of like protection like oh my gosh there's demons and darkness and all the things I was so scared about of like protecting myself from like I'm not really scared of those things anymore um like I'm worried about getting possessed and all this stuff that I kind of thought when I first started doing mediumship, like, Oh my gosh. But part of it is that work is the clearing. And I forget that I literally like will suck people's energy up, like without realizing it. And then I'm just processing people's shit. Like, and it's, in my body and it's painful and it's gone so much better so much better but I have fallen off so 
you know, just talking about it here, I'm just setting that intention for myself to remember to like cleanse and clear my energy field. And last night I just was like trying to go to bed and so uncomfortable and I took a bath and then I wrote a newsletter and that was fun. So if you're on my mailing list, you'll get the newsletter and I kind of wrote about the pain stuff going on and, and some other things that I'm just thinking about. Um, but I was like, how do I fall asleep? So <laughs> I listened to the, I guess last week or two weeks ago or something, I forget. I did a sound healing on Instagram, just like an Instagram live. It's up on my page. And last night I listened to it back um, on recording and I received the meditation and the sound healing myself. And it was like a present kind of body scan type of sound healing. We go through the body, different parts of the body. And it was really helpful for me to remind, remind myself, oh, once I look at my body, I realize, oh my gosh, there's something in here. <laughs> there's energy in here. There's stuff in here that's not mine or is mine and, not, and it doesn't need to be there. And um, just reminding myself that if I'm going to do this work, I have to do this every day, even though it feels like I don't have to because I can tap in and do the work I need to do. Like I don't have to do all the steps, but the steps are really important. So I'm being reminded I'm going to be doing my little hot Ho meditation and just cleansing my energy field and try that out for a few days. See if that, see if that helps my pain. I've also been doing some reflexology on myself. My skin has been really dry too the past three days, which is unusual for me. I'm more of an oily girl. Um, but I did try out some new products, so I don't know if it's more related to that skincare products. Um than internal but I have just been having all these weird symptoms in the last few days but like a few months um as well with like my period and my cycle and like pain and dryness and my skin and just stuff that I don't usually have um and so it's just reminding me again like to dive back into my physical healing and my physical healing is what brought me into the spiritual, like, realms, <laughs> like, which even allowed me to, like, have any desire to, like, dive into that information because it's what helped me, like, connect. And I didn't really, I feel like I have been neglecting my body um, in the last year or so. And so I think as I am opening up to new levels of work, like I have to like dive back into the body, into the physical vessel and perfect timing. I took um, this class last weekend, which was animal Reiki, which I took with my friend Suzanne Havens. She's been on uh, the podcast and we do talk about animal Reiki in her episode. We also talk about uh, like past lives and cool stuff. So you can go back and listen to that episode. But she is trained in animal Reiki and she's t beginning to teach animal Reiki. So myself and a couple others took her class like as like kind of her first class um, doing that training work. 
and it was really amazing and super powerful and I'm super excited to see how that's going to be like integrated into the work that I do but I do think like part of the animal Reiki yes it's for animals it's to work on healing like dogs cats your pets like you know butterflies whales like whatever the animals the plants the earth like the more of the physical stuff but we are also animals we are part of the animal kingdom so part of this class is you like you know with any reiki class it's like an attunement an activation a ceremony to bring that energy into your field so that you can start to work with it and connect with it and then you also do like lecture and learn about stuff so we talked about how this energy is like placing you into the animal the divine animal kingdom and I think part of that is the reminder that we are animals we are part of this earth we are all connected like and so much of humanness is so sterilized like where we're like in our little building we're so disconnected from the earth like especially well not everyone but Americans typically um city dwellers I guess I would say we're so disconnected from earth like the plants and the animals and how we interact with animals so I do think this energy is going to be kind of like an integration and a reminder of like the physical vessel like and the physical world like we need to be taking these high you know concept vibrational energies and like bringing it into reality because what else is the point of it I you know I think it's very interesting to look at the cosmos and the Akashic records and all this kind of stuff but again like the most important thing is the here and the now the now moment like the reality that we're in so if we can take these energies and bring them into earth to serve us right now I think that will be more valuable um so I think for me personally the animal reiki activation is reminding me like or ignition is what we call it in holy fire attunement is another word that you might have heard um ceremony but that energy bringing that energy into my field and beginning to work with it I think is reminding me that I am human I am here now and I'm in a physical body and I'm interacting with the physical world and there's so much magic within that world too I don't need to leave my body to do the healing work it's very shamanic it's very interesting and um yeah, I'm just excited to see what's going to unfold. But I think because of the nature of this type of energy, I think it's clearing some stuff out of my legs and my body and my hips and this energy that's holding me back from bringing my energy all the way into my body and down into the ground and down into the earth. And I think it's clearing some stuff out that like it's still in there that is disconnecting me that's making me feel like I'm floating around um and I think because of that that's like influencing my physical body with the pain stuff that I'm experiencing right now 
So it's very interesting. And I try to think of things from a spiritual perspective. But I also don't want to ever diminish anyone's physical experience and say, well, you're experiencing lots of pain, but it's because you signed up for this. And, you know, all that kind of lingo and thought. Um, There's always two perspectives. We have to bring it down to reality and to, like empathy and presence and to know okay maybe even if there is a spiritual explanation for what's happening we still need to address it physically um so that's what I'm trying to do now like I got a massage if it's still upsetting me I'm gonna go to do acupuncture I've been doing the self-reflexology and the self-reiki um but as soon as I start feeling better this is a reminder to get back into my like body love practice and I've been doing a lot of dancing over the last two maybe six months actually I'm so I'm like still think it's January but it's like almost May (laughs) um so I've been doing a lot of dancing which has been really beautiful um but I'm definitely being called to go back and get back into my yoga practice like I think yoga for me is really really beneficial because it's strength building It's also about the breath. And for me, breath is something that's so important to me. And it's a challenge for me. Like it's, I think I've just learned to breathe out my mouth. And so I'm like rewiring my brain to breathe out my nose. And I think that's because just some like self-deprecating thoughts and stuff from childhood of like, you can't breathe loud. So you have to like be quiet with your breath. And so I just learned to hold my breath and I don't know, very, I would say toxic behavior patterns based on body image and like, yeah, just being afraid of what other people think about me taking up space and being allowed to be alive. (laughs) I think some of that is family stuff as well. But, um, Like, that's why I love yoga, because it really brings you into the breath, into the presence, but it's also strength training, which I really need because I feel like I am weak, not emotionally, but physically. Um, And I'm ready to, like, bring my strength back. And I'm I'm very excited because in perfect timing, as always, I'm taking this four-week online yin yoga class with one of my favorite teachers, Jade Electra. Um, I love her so dearly. You guys should definitely check out her Instagram and support her. She has been through a lot of traumatic experiences in the last year. And I just want to make sure that she continues teaching. She's such a beautiful teacher. An amazing teacher has helped me endlessly. But she was connected with this guy, Bentinio Massaro. And he is basically an evil, evil, evil person spiritual teacher quote-unquote um but she got involved in his in his work and basically got sucked into a cult it was very tragic he abused her and countless others he's still doing this he is still doing this she recently had an interview come out with rolling stone magazine with her and her boyfriend keelan who was also involved in the cult And I just want to, one, promote her. So I'm going to put her in the show notes, her Instagram. 
because I think people should take her class, but I think people should also hear about her story because it's highly important that people realize that this happens all the time. I know we hear about cults a lot um, in the media and there is so many different elements to that. And there's so many different types of cults, religious cults, spiritual cults are two of the most dangerous, I think, because it preys on your mind and your faith. And unfortunately, Jade was, yeah, abused through the situation and it was very traumatic. And so she is not teaching full time anymore, but she is going to be teaching two online four-week workshops with yoga on Zoom. So you get the four classes and you can attend live or you can um, get the recording. I'm doing the yin yoga class because that's what I need right now is like to, to be like soft with it and not to push myself too hard as I go back into my practice. But she also is doing a vinyasa class. That's a four-week thing as well. And um, she's fucking tough. <laughs> so if you're doing the vinyasa, you're going to get your ass kicked in a, in, the, in the best way. Um, but I mentioned her on the podcast before last year on my birthday, I went to her retreat. That was like right after she got out of this experience. I didn't even know she wasn't public about it at that time. Like, you know, I could tell something was going on, like just f- everyone could. And it was very sad. Um, cause she was just through a lot e- emotionally and, but the t- retreat was still absolutely life changing. All the classes were magical and everything about it was perfect. And the classes I've taken with her before and after this experience were just as powerful. Like, you know, nothing is taken away from her. I just want people to know that, um, not only for Jade, but for anyone who's been in an experience like this, whether that is through church or through like a different you know, groups online or in person, like just because maybe you got involved in something that was abusive or even just something you regret, you don't, you don't like connect with those experiences anymore or or you think it's dangerous or what, how, whatever level of this cult like experience you may have experienced. I want you to know that you're still absolutely amazing. There's nothing you did wrong like there's nothing you did wrong you just had your heart open you had your heart open and that's what narcissists and evil psychopathic people take advantage of as they see someone who is willing to expand themselves is willing to like connect with god or source and and unfortunately this is so rampant and in the spiritual community i know like in 2020, there was so much coming out around the like, Kundalini yoga community with like Yogi Bhajan, who was uh, like a guru, yogi guru, but he was also like sexually and physically, mentally abusive towards his students. I know there's a documentary out there about the Bikram yoga community. I know that with like basically all the stuff in 2020 a lot of different wellness communities got like uh taken advantage of and people take advantage of your desire for truth and oftentimes with any like 
occult stuff or psychological operations or whatever we want to call this, like there is truth in there and your heart can resonate with that truth. Like, oh my gosh, I totally believe in this. And this is, I felt this, I've seen this, I know this, but most of the other stuff they, that is being shared is either lies or like actions are taken towards you in advantage, like taking advantage of your, yeah, desire for truth, desire for acceptance, desire for like expansion. And we see like some of the most, you know, obvious cases of that is like Charles Manson and like the Jonestown massacre, Heaven's Gate, like these kind of things we've probably heard about on a million podcasts and a million documentaries. But these things are still happening like right now. And this guy is still teaching classes and people are still in his, you know, like inner circle. (laughs) And he has also gotten in trouble in the past, like not like years ago for other stuff, for connections to to students, um, suicides and just horrible things and because of the power of the internet it's so easy for those things to get like looked over if you have a ton of shit out there if you're constantly putting out content yours that is gonna disappear if you can get your name out there more and more and more and I know that this has happened in the past in in history with other spiritual gurus or whatever um so I just want people's awareness towards that story and you can check out Jade's page she has links on her site on her uh link tree like about the interviews and podcasts and stuff she's done talking more in depth about her tragic experience but I also just really encourage you guys if you're looking for yoga to sign up for this class it's a four-week class I'm signed up and I it's I think it starts next week so and it's $89 which is like not a lot of money for a yoga class for four weeks. Yoga is usually like $30 a class. So I mean, at least in California, I don't know what it's like the rest of the world, but, um, yeah, I just wanted to like mention that because I love her work so much. And it's also just coming at a perfect timing for me because I feel a little disconnected with my body and yoga is a wonderful way for me to come back into my body and working with a teacher that I feel, you know, like that I get that gets me like that. It's just the right vibe. And, you know, there's so many yoga classes where I live, but I just haven't found, well, there's a couple teachers that I like, but they don't have classes on times that I can go live. Um, but I just haven't found the right person. So um, you know, yoga online isn't the same as in person, but it's still fucking epic. And you're probably already doing a YouTube video yoga anyway. So you're already doing it online. And if you're into YouTube, I also love yoga with Adrian. I'm sure you've heard of her. She's like the classic. She has a million thousand videos of yoga for everything. So she was like the first person that I ever got into yoga I did her 30-day yoga challenge, like, back in the day, and that was when I first started getting into yoga, and then I started going to classes, and then when I moved here um, to Sebastopol in, like, 2015, I think it was, 
And I started going to yoga classes and I loved the classes and I started having really psychedelic visual experiences. That's when my clairvoyance started like trickling in. Then I got scared again once like everything opened up because once I, when I started doing yoga, I was just kind of like curious and then I realized, oh, I'm a medium. (laughs) My whole life changed, but, um, I stopped going to those classes because I got a weird vibe. (laughs) I just got the wrong vibe. It was not the vibe. Um, they played like worship music in the class, which like to each their own, but I just feel like one yoga is based on like Hindu stuff. So if they're going to put any like, you know, music that is traditional, it should be, or like, you know, religious, it should be like Hindu music. But, um, it was like Christian, like worship, like Hillsong-y vibe. <laughs> and I stopped going after that. I was like, oh man, um, so maybe I'll find an in-person class as well. I'm just putting that out to the universe. But yeah, that's kind of like how I've been feeling right now. I'm in the car recording this. It started raining a little bit, which is amazing. It's been raining the past like week, which is epic because it never rains where I live. I'm obsessed with rain. Um, One of my life goals is to move somewhere where there's different weather and it rains a lot. Or not even that it rains a lot, but that there's changing of seasons all the time. And it can, it rains a lot in one time of year and maybe not in another. Because here where I live, everything is the same most of the time. And that leads to like so much stagnancy in my body. Like I need change. (laughs) I need change all the time. That's why I'm always like doing something different or adding something into my repertoire. Like taking this animal Reiki class, like the opportunity presented itself Suzanne was like, would you like to take this class? And I was like, hell yes. Um, And I don't know if I'm going to be like working on animals like as part of like my, you know, practice where I, you know, charge and have clients. But maybe who who knows. But I felt the call. I felt something inside of this energy was important for me. Now I'm seeing oh, it's the physical stuff. It's being reminded you are present, you are human, you are on earth, you are connected to the trees and the water. And I've been getting these visions. I got one the morning of the Reiki class on Friday, last Friday, of me doing like crystal healing stuff, which I I do incorporate crystals in my work quite a lot. But like with the earth, it was like me in the mud on like a riverbank and I was like digging little holes and like I had these clear quartz crystals and I was singing to the crystals and like charging them up with like energy and like putting them into the earth in like sacred patterns um and then I keep getting the visions of me like stuffing these quartz crystals into like the mud and I got this kind of like vision of me going to these places especially where there isn't as much water and as much life um you know the town that I live in Sonoma County there was a couple of really bad wildfires in the last like five years and I was seeing visions of myself going to these different parks that had been burned and like doing like some kind of healing ritual like for the land but also to honor the land and to it's not like 
I'm healing the land. It's me going there to honor the land and to know you are safe to heal and you are safe to change and we will support you through that change, however that's going to look. Um, and just getting like, you know, I already talked to the fucking trees and stuff. <laughs> um, but I just feel like it's going to deepen my connection even more and like with the plants and of course the animals and so in the class we got to practice with our animals it, everyone had pets present and we got to work on my cat Brittany Spears and she was really into it like I've done Reiki with her before and she really loves crystals actually like if I have crystals on my bed she'll like nuzzle up to them but she's not a cuddly cat she's not a cuddly cat she's kind of a bitch but like a fun bitch like you'll pet her and then she'll like bite you if you stop petting her because I don't know she learned that as a baby or something or she'll scratch the shit out of you but I love her <laughs> she's complicated um but yeah she's not a super cuddly cat she will like sleep in the room with me but usually she'll sleep like on a pile of my laundry or like a I have a pillow a meditation pillow in my room on the floor but it tends to just be the laundry pillow where I put clothes that I'm like half done with. Like I wore this sweatshirt for an hour, but it's not quite neat, clean, not quite dirty. So then she ends up sleeping on them and then they are dirty because they're covered in cat fur. But that's beside the point. Um, she will sleep like on that little pillow or she will sleep like on my bed, but like the furthest away from me possible. Like she'll be on the corner of the bed and then I'll be like, you know on the top of the bed and when we practiced the reiki on her it was really beautiful like so it was a zoom class and part of the class is the ignition and within that you do like a meditation and Suzanne was like doing the meditation like speaking you know talking and she was coming up to the computer and like nuzzling herself like all over the computer like <sighs> purring so loud <laughs> I can't purr I'm like one of those people who can't do that but um she would like purr and as soon as Suzanne stopped talking and we go went like into just the energy she laid down on me and it was so cute she just laid down on me and slept on me and she never does that so I was like oh wow that's really interesting like I feel like I can tell that she was into it um and we talked about just like different ways to work with animals and you know working with you know dead animals animals going through their transition like you know if you have to put your animal down you know just supporting the animals but also supporting the humans like connected to the animals so like you know if you have to put your pet down that can be a really tr like intense hard experience so this energy is like helping you through that process through that grieving process and that could be helpful I think for all types of grief like climate grief like grief yeah the, about the earth <laughs> like I think it's gonna help me and um it is my intention that it can be part of that shift in perspective that we need so so badly um as humans of like we are we are connected there I have this card deck um an oracle deck from one of my favorite online magic shops 
called, <laughs> I just stuttered, but um, one of my favorite online magic shops called uh, Everyday Magic. You might have heard of it. They're really popular. They sell crystals, but they also, the girl who runs it, her name is Bakara Whitner, and she has a book that's called What the Fuck is Tarot, which is like a fun, like, young person's like how to learn tarot type of book and then she has a couple different oracle and tarot card decks and then they sell all sorts of other cool stuff at the store like magical curiosities and card decks and whatever um but one of their decks i there is um a card on it that i keep thinking about over and over again like since i've done this class which is called interconnectedness and it's um an alligator with like a bird on top and in you know real life there are like so many different animals that help each other like the the those weird things that you know clean the back of the alligator scale and the birds you know they get something from the other animals so we all depend on each other even things that are seemingly opposite can be connected so I just keep picturing that card maybe I'll post the image of it when I post about this episode on Instagram so you guys can see it um see what I'm talking about but I just keep seeing it in my mind (laughs) which is cool um but yeah that's kind of like how I'm feeling right now I feel like overall in the collective there is a lot of like grief and yeah not recognize grief it's like we're just putting I just (laughs) this is the image I get we're just putting like dirt on top of a hole but we haven't like there's still stuff in the bottom of the hole like we emptied the hole but there's still like all this wiring and like you know stuff that we need to take out to bury something whatever we're burying We're just piling on top of it. Piling dirt on top of a hole is what I see. (laughs) I don't know what the wires are, but they're showing me wires. Probably like a plumbing type of thing. Like we're just over shit. Yeah, that makes sense. We're just putting... (laughs) We're just putting fucking piles of dirt over our shit instead of like really clearing it out. Um, And I feel like so many people are in a state of grief you know, with COVID the last few years, so many people dying, like, even if you didn't get sick or know anyone who got sick or unfortunately passed away, like, just the whole process of it, of like, you do this and you do that and then you can't do this and then what you're going to die and just all the fears, all the real fears, all the projected fears, all the fears of other people, like, we're just in it, and then, of course, there's just so much going on with, like, climate stuff, with politics, like, there's just always something to be concerned about, so I feel like we're just exhausted as a collective, and for me, like, I try to stay informed, but I don't, I'm not a big news person, I'll try to, I'm more of a Twitter I'll get it from the source, okay? <laughs> if I need to look at the news, I will. But I try not to. I used to look at it every day. And it was so anxiety producing. And it wasn't helping or benefiting me whatsoever. It just made me feel like I'm a bad person. <laughs> like, um, 
for existing at this time in human history. Like, not even that I did anything, but, like, I'm alive and there's too many people in the world or whatever. (laughs) So I try not to do that and I encourage you guys to find, like, happy... It's not, like, fake information. Like, don't... It's not, like, oh, just get your stuff from, you know, like, a happy source, like... PBS documentaries or something like light but it's the intention behind it of like okay right now I'm gonna look at this and then I'm gonna find something that's gonna bring me joy and bring me into presence like if I need to you don't need to stay informed about everything all day long like and that goes for the news and like politics and like you know, disasters and all this shit going on all the time. There's always something to be concerned about. And I lived my life that way for a long time. But not doing that is is serving me. So I'm going to keep being ignorant sometimes. (laughs) Like, and finding out when I need to. Because it's just too much to, like, know everything all the time. But that also goes for, like, people. Like, you don't need to, like stay up on every single person in the world like of course I'm talking about like social media like celebrities like we don't need to like look at every fucking Kylie Jenner post or whatever um or even like my content like I would love for you to listen to every episode but feel free also to just listen to the ones that call to you like I want you to love all the work and the content I do but I also put out a ton of stuff so I know that's unrealistic to to like stay informed for everything that I'm doing like that goes for me that goes for anyone that you like on social media like take breaks from social media um you don't need to consume constantly you don't need to watch every episode of a show as soon as it comes out you don't like it doesn't have to be all at once I feel like we got into this whole binge culture (laughs) and the fact that we even call it that I think is fucked up but like of like, oh, my show's coming out, like gotta watch every single episode. And I don't know what it's been, why it's been like this, but I just have not been interested in TV. Um, I used to love TV. I've just been watching a lot of YouTube or podcasts or Audible. Like, I just haven't been interested in watching shows, watching movies, and nothing is interesting to me. <laughs> and I think I go through phases. I'm sure I'll be watching every single episode of Real Housewives this or that soon enough. But just right now I'm taking a break and that's good for me. Because it's so easy to get sucked into. I have to know what everyone else is doing all the time. And that can also go for like people in your life. Like my friends are going to the movies tonight. Like I have to go too. Or my family is doing this and I have to show up for it like you don't have to do everything that everyone else is doing whether that's like actually going to an event or also like habits and things like if everyone else is fucking getting up at 5 a.m and running you don't need to if you don't want to if everyone else is chain smoking cigarettes and drinking espresso martinis you don't have to if you don't want to If you want to, you can make a decision. It doesn't have to be based on other people's decisions. That's so hard. It's so hard to make an independent decision these days. (laughs) Like, and I'm feeling so grateful 
like for at least one thing, which is that I'm not a teenager at these times because the social media comparison shit is outrageous. And I can't imagine like that feeling so intensified if I was in like high school or middle school right now, like, oh my gosh. And like just being scared to like experience life, like everything is so like come like I saw this TikTok. <laughs> of course, it's a TikTok because that's where I spend my fucking mindless time. But I saw this TikTok that was like really interesting to me. It was like fucking educational. <laughs> um and you know, Coachella was like last weekend, which is if you don't know what Coachella is, <laughs> I don't know how you wouldn't, but it's a music festival. But it's like a big celebrity a lot of celebrities and like influencers and stuff will go um for free they get like you know sent there by different companies to you know get likes or whatever but this girl did a uh tiktok and she was talking about how everything like and she was using coachella as like a big example but everything has been become this commodified fun like capitalizing on the idea of fun of people go places not to have fun but to take pictures of themselves looking like they're having fun and posting them on the internet so that other people can see them having fun and to see them in the moment and to and to have like yeah capitalized commodified like experiences of fun like people are going to this festival mainly and she was using like certain influencers as an example it's not literally everyone at the concert but there's probably, I don't know, thousands of people there, but a lot of people are going just to have their cute outfits and take pictures, which I love, but you don't need to spend a fucking ton of money to go do that. Take a picture in your fucking backyard. Um, if you're like trying to show off your outfit, but it's like influencers are getting sent there because they are the moment now. They are the celebrity idea. Now they're what is going to make other people buy. Because they see, oh, so-and-so is wearing this shirt from this company and I love it. And that once was people we knew in high school, middle school, college. And now teens get not only that influence of like, oh my god, Sally, the most popular girl, has this shirt from Aeropostale or whatever. They also get that from the internet of seeing what is cool, what is trendy, and it moves so fast. Every Like, TikTok, if you're on there, you know, like, trends come and go in, a like, less than a day. And fashion is, it's constantly cycling and circling around. And it's crazy. It's so hard to keep up on, like, what is trendy and what is cool. And it used to be, like, seasonal, which is still a lot to buy new clothes four times a year. But now it's like every two weeks, there's a new trend, a new cool top, like the it shirt, the it bag, like, and a lot of the stuff that people are buying is cheap ass shit because they can't get the, you know, the designer version of that, like they they can't afford it or, you know, it seems wasteful to them because they're like, oh, I'm not going to wear that in two weeks. So they buy a one time outfit just for the picture, just for the moment and that i think is a whole nother problem in itself with the you know the fashion industry 
But I was just like thinking about that, about how so much of our lives now is published online. And of course, I am here on my podcast (laughs) and I'm on Instagram and I'm on TikTok and YouTube and I'm everywhere all the time. But I'm not saying that I'm not doing it. I'm just thinking about it, okay? (laughs) I'm just thinking about it. I try to be real and raw and I'm not I I wish I was buying new outfits all the fucking time. I definitely get that comparison thing of like I want this. And I think growing up it was harder to like fit in with the trends of the moment because it didn't come in my size. And you know, now that there's so much more plus size clothing, it's easier for people of all sizes to like be trendy in in the moment. But so that's a positive aspect, but it also is so much pressure for everyone to try to be it instead of trying to be themselves. And I also, I wrote about this like a little bit in my newsletter, but I also just watched a documentary on Netflix (laughs) right after I said I'm not watching anything lately. But, you know, I've been in bed, so I have been like trying to not just watch like YouTube. I've been trying to entertain myself. So I watched this documentary that's called White Hot, The Rise and Fall of Abercrombie and Fitch. And it got me thinking a lot about my middle school years and how that was the it clothing and how, you know, fitting in, being this image of like all American, like white, skinny, rich, like old money. And I grew up in Massachusetts and Connecticut, like as a little kid. And that's like, that is the people like the Tommy Hilfiger, the preppy, like Tommy Hilfiger lived in the town that I lived when I was a little kid. I didn't interact with them at all, (laughs) but like, you know, that is those people. And I already didn't fit into that because we weren't those people, um, of like blue blood, you know, um, like Yale university or whatever, Harvard, Harvard University and Abercrombie and Fitch was so big at the time. So I was just kind of like reflecting on that, thinking about my upbringing and like trying to fit in and trying to be accepted and knowing like it was kind of interesting because I felt like I couldn't do that. So then I got interested in like goth and emo and like, you know, like punk stuff and I would wanted to fit into something else. So I feel like I was always kind of like identifying with how I look and you know the last few years I felt less and less of identification of how I look but as I am expanding spiritually I'm realizing I do want to identify with how I look because I do care about my body I do care about my presence I do care about the things around me and stuff like that um but I want to know me, my authentic self. Um, and that's what Holy Fire Reiki healing is all about, is revealing the authentic self. So it has been coming forward to me. But just to know, like, what is popular doesn't have to be what I like. What other people like doesn't have to be what I like. If I like the song and you don't, fuck you. I like the song. <laughs> like, you don't have to conform. You don't have to lie or shift yourself at all. And I feel like when you're in middle school and high school it very much is like just trying to be deemed cool 
And this documentary just had me like reflecting a lot. But it was very interesting. I highly recommend watching. It wasn't just like about, it was about like the company and the weird company culture. Yeah, culty vibes. So, um, yeah, just like racism and stuff that the company portrayed through their t-shirts and I don't remember these t-shirts but I do remember they had like big graphic shirts but there was some that had like really racist ass sayings on them and they did get in trouble for at the time but I don't remember hearing about any of that um and that's like that's the difference between then and now like if that happened now it'd be all over social media but we didn't really have that we had like you know myspace like but that's it it wasn't like big news stories really didn't like concern us as teens and now teens are like fucking held to I mean it's 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 good and it's bad but they're held to such a standard of like they need to know about everything and be informed and like have the most like best language of how to explain shit and like to be unproblematic (laughs) and they're worried about being problematic which is great which is great we we want to evolve past the fucking racist bullshit that this country is built on. Um, so it's really important that we dive into that stuff and reflect upon ourselves. But I also think that is a shit ton of pressure, not the racism thing, but like to be cool and to fit in and to never say anything that would make anyone else upset. Like that is a lot of pressure for teens. So yeah, I've just been thinking about, uh, just some stuff I've been thinking about. Um, yeah a couple of things before we go um first of all I just had I'm really excited so if you're on the newsletter you already heard this but I had my first article published which I'm very excited about um for an online magazine it's called prism and this was created by amber lee lyons she's known as shocker girl on instagram and she has a whole business and teaches classes and stuff but she also has this online magazine she started like I don't know maybe a year or so ago and she was taking applications so I applied to have my article in the magazine it got accepted and it just got published so her magazine it's like spiritual stuff wellness um beauty lifestyle like all the things that I love and so she writes articles on there and then you know her audience and students and anyone who wants to submit can submit articles and if she likes them they get published so I wrote an article talking about just a tiny little bit about some of my cosmic contact experiences and connecting with Octurus, which is a star and um yeah, some of the stuff that's been happening around like light language and channeling and all these things I'm opening up to. So I talk a little bit about like my story and just letting people know, like, if these things are happening to you, like you're not crazy. So I put that out and it got published on Monday, I think. And so I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to read it. If you have any cool like cosmic contact experiences, please reach out to me. I'd love to talk to you. If you need someone to talk to you, I'm your man. You can always book like a session with me if you want like a reading like but and like have me like look into the situation and you know help you process but as if you just want to like talk like share a story like reach out to me 
And again, I would love this podcast to have some of that, like, you know, sharing your stories vibe. So if you want to record yourself talking about your experience, I would play it on the podcast or you can write into me to my email, grace at com, and I will share your experience with the audience. Um, I also taught Cosmic Connections for the first time, which is going to be a new like workshop that I do, you know, maybe once a month, um, every other month, something like that. I taught this for the first time, I think it's two weeks ago. And this is going to be kind of my place for people who have had these kinds of experiences, whether that's with ETs or angels, or maybe had a supernatural experience with a spirit or mediumship. Um, I This is kind of like a place for us to share our stories and talk and connect and build community. And then also receive healing and we also did some like intuitive exercises I brought forward different I channeled energy and brought forward different spiritual energy so I brought forward my Octurian spirit guides and I brought forward John one of the the students in class his spirit guides energy he has he's connected to the water very interesting um like a water spirit being I'm not sure what it was I don't have like a name for it But we brought that energy forward and we did some other like telepathic practice exercises and some energy healing activations. And if that just doesn't make any sense to you, basically we meditated. (laughs) It's just words. It's just words. We meditated and talked. (laughs) So um, that was really cool. And I think the more that I open up about these experiences the more that I can help people with similar experiences to myself. So this article is like a way for me to do it in like a public way. But but it's also like I am right now really focusing again, like I said earlier, on being seen and visibility. And so I wanted to share this with the PRISM audience, like just broader audience, people that don't know me. And um, people that would probably vibe with my work. So I stepped onto that opportunity. And I'm definitely going to be writing some more articles in the future. So stay tuned. But I'm really excited. I've just been loving writing lately. I've been really enjoying the process. I've been really enjoying doing the blog. And sharing more on Instagram. And I've just been having a lot of fun with writing. And yeah yeah that's kind of what's what's going on I'm also teaching if you want to study Reiki with me I am teaching a Reiki one training class that's going to be starting in May I'm also and the link is up on my page so I'll put that in the show notes if you want to sign up I think we're going to work we meet for three consecutive Thursday evenings for Reiki one and then there's like a check-in call about 21 days later where we practice and ask questions and yeah if you want to know more about Reiki and what the classes entail check out the website and then you can also listen to our Reiki episode series the first one is is the first one in the series like what is Reiki energy healing I think is what it's called is more about um like the history of Reiki and what it is and what the class entails so you can check that out And I'm going to be teaching a Reiki 2 class as well in May, but I don't have the date set up for that yet. But I will. 
And I'm very excited to announce that my Akashic Records, like, training class, I don't know what it's going to be called yet, is coming together. And I'm finally going to release that pretty soon. So I'll probably let you guys know next week about the dates. But if you want to learn how to read the Akashic Records, how to dive into, like, past life healing and, like, connecting with your inner child and mediumship and things like that this is going to be a fucking epic class i've been planning it for like over a year and so i'll let you know when it's finally alive and ready to go and then yeah spirit school we're still underway we're in week two right now um all about the emotional body so it's interesting to me that i'm experiencing what i'm experiencing now I always kind of go through what the class is going through as well. But I am going to release that as a self-study program as well. So I'm still working on it. I'm adding a few things because when we meet live, we do talk about different subjects in class. So I want to make sure you have all that information if you're just taking the self-paced course. So I'm adding a few lectures to it. I'm not sure if they're going to be video or audio yet, but... We're fleshing it out and I'm hoping it will be ready in the next two weeks because I'm kind of sick of doing it. Like I'm loving doing it, but because I'm loving doing it, like I just keep getting more and more ideas and I'm like, this could be a fucking 10 year long goddamn class. I need to stop. <laughs> I need to stop at some point. So we'll get there eventually and I'm really excited to share it with you all. And yeah, that's about it as far as like classes and stuff. And of course, you can always book a one-on-one session with me. Yeah, I'm excited. Also, I did put up a new offering on my site. Oh, two more things. That reminds me. I did put a new more a new offering on my site, which is a breathwork ceremony with me. So, we work on a breathwork like healing session together live just one-on-one which is something I've been kind of being called to do it's like taking you through the process of healing rather than me doing the healing for you um so check that out if you want to do some breath work together and some healing work together and some energy clearing together and I'm doing that at like an intro price so I think it's like 88 88 dollars right now for probably the first few months of me Use you know having this offering and we'll see what happens from there I'm always kind of switching stuff up I'm always changing I always need change as we talked about earlier but uh the other thing is before I go for real is if you hear this today which is Thursday I am doing an online shop sale in my yeah I'm in my shop so my meditations and like pre-recorded workshops are all $10 off this week. This is like a fun little spring sale. So I have a bunch of meditations and energy healing activations as well as like the journey to the Akashic Records classes and things like that. We have the classes that um, we recorded live. You can take the class at your own pace and all those are up there. I'm going to add more because I have a bunch in my archive. I just haven't put them up yet. But... If you want to take advantage of the sale, $10 off everything, which is really good because most of the most of the meditations are like 22, so they're $12 this week, which is awesome. And yeah, check it out. That's about it, y'all. 
it was really nice talking to you. I miss you. <laughs> it's been nice. Um, I feel like I haven't done a solo episode in a minute. So that's just kind of like what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling right now, what I see in the moment. And yeah, I had one more little short topic I wanted to talk about before we close out the episode. So let's get into that. So I wanted to talk about building an altar. So do you guys have altars? I have a few in my house. Um, So this is a pretty like basic concept, but I just wanted to talk about it in case anyone wants to start working with an altar and maybe they don't have one already. But basically an altar is just a space for you to connect in ritual and to honor different energies, spirits, deities, ancestors, whatever you want the altar to be for. So basically what you want to do is to have some space that's going to be separate from the rest of your shit. If you have roommates or family or whatever, kids, like somewhere where it's just going to be you that's touching this space. You don't want people putting their keys on your altar. That's going to be an offering. (laughs) So, um, or like you don't want a cat or a dog like batting their tail and all your shit falls over. Um, so somewhere that's going to be separate. I have my altars on shelves. I have one altar that's on top of a bookcase and then I have another altar. I have several altars in my office that are on shelves because I have a cat and I don't want her fucking with my shit. Um, so if you basically, yeah, you just need a space that can be separate. If you live with your family or people that maybe you don't want to share your altar with, you could always make like a portable altar, like something that you could put up while you're working with it and then put it away. Like, you know, in a little tin or, or a a fancy box or a briefcase, something where you can store it and it's private if you feel like you don't want to share your workings with other people. So depending on your spiritual practice, some people have working altars. So what that means is basically you're doing spell work or intention setting or um, divination like at the altar. Other people have more of like an honoring altar. Like it's just, um, you know, to honor the spirits or the energies that you connect and work with. So for example, and every culture is going to, every culture and every spiritual practice is going to be different. So this is just basic information. So I encourage you to do more research and to also tune into your heart and your intuition and like create what you feel things what you think feels good. One suggestion though I have is to keep your altar out of your bedroom, not because anything bad's going to happen. It's just a lot of energy, spiritual energy that can be exhausting. You don't need to have spirits coming in and out of your room as you're trying to sleep. Um, so if possible, don't keep it in your bedroom. If that's the only place you can have it, I suggest having it in the closet or like a drawer, like somewhere you could put it away while you sleep. So it's not like exhausting to be around <laughs> if you're very psychically sensitive, but just in general. So you could have like a shoebox diorama altar vibe if if you want it to be something you can put away. But so every culture is going to be different, but if you, you could have like an honoring altar. So for example, some things that 
some energies that you might want to honor. So if people are like pagan, maybe they work with different gods or goddesses, deities. Maybe you people are, um, yeah, like any kind of witch practice. You might work with different uh, gods or goddesses, Norse gods, Egyptian gods, Celtic gods, African gods, whatever your um, practice of choices you might have an honoring altar where you leave offerings. So you could have, the basic thing is just to have water. Water um, in a clear glass. doesn't necessarily have to be a clear glass, but clear glass is really simple. Um, and ideally, this is a glass that you're going to kind of sacrifice to the altar. Like, you're not going to, like, put your pretty glass on there and then next week when you're making a margarita, you're like, oh, that's my only margarita glass. Got to take it off the altar no, don't, don't do that. that don't do that. <laughs> this, if you're going to put the glass on the altar, it's going to stay on the altar. So, and you can always get rid of it and get a new altar glass, but you're not going to like eat on the plates that you use for offerings. You're not going to drink from the things you use for offerings. Unless, you know, there's certain types of practice where you interact with the offerings, where you smoke with your um, ancestors or your guys like cigar, tobacco, weed, whatever, herbs, or maybe you're drinking or having a plate with them, your ancestors, food with them. But um, just in a basic like offering, you're not going to be eating off the same plate. So different deities, I, I don't want to say require, it depends on your perspective, but um, enjoy different offerings. So just doing your research, if you're going to be working with a deity, there's a difference between honoring a deity and working with a deity. So um, just be mindful and do research. So if you're going to start working with Hecate, she's a pretty intense energy. So make sure you know kind of what you're doing. Um, I don't want to scare anyone, but you you just don't want to... You want these energies to be like happy. <laughs> so it's not like you're doing anything to piss them off, but just knowing like what they enjoy, like maybe there's flowers connected to this deity or certain colors that they like, like pink could be the color they like. So maybe your altar cloth is pink or you have a pink flower on the thing, some energies deities ancestors they like liquor they like alcohol i typically do not give my ancestors alcohol because a lot of them were alcoholics and i and you know to each their own i don't want to continue that cycle in my blood like in my body so i don't give them alcohol but i'll give them candy and I'll give them coffee and I'll give them tea. They like chamomile tea a lot. That's the one that they like a lot. And I'll give them water. Typically, most weeks, I give them water. But if I'm going to connect with them and spend extra time with them, these are my ancestors. Um, I will give them something special. So there could be like, oh, maybe your grandpa loved, I don't know, Crown Royal. So you could give a little teeny cup crown royal or a little or fuck it a bottle on there if you want um but again like the offerings are offerings so you're not no take backsies like you're not gonna put the bottle of crown royal 
on there. And then next week when you have a party, you're like, oh, we ran out of liquor. Let me go get that bottle from my altar. No, (laughs) that's theirs now. Um, So I've seen some pretty very interesting things where I'll put water on my altar and it gets like it's gone like the next day, like not completely, but it's like halfway gone where it's not like like if it's there for a week, maybe it will start like, you know, um, evaporating. But this is as if someone picked up the glass and took a big old sip. I've seen that several times. And I know um, and I had one time I put a chocolate covered pretzel on my altar for my ancestors. And there was a goddamn fucking bite taken out of that pretzel, which was shocking <laughs> and beautiful. And like, holy shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um So ancestors are a little bit different than deities, but just seeing like you could make an altar also like for your higher self or for like an intention that you're setting. Like think of it kind of like a vision board if you're in that way, if you're doing like an intention setting altar, like you're wanting to connect with um, sexual romantic energy. Maybe you're going to put certain colors on your altar or certain crystals on your altar. You're wanting to connect with physical healing or money in abundance or whatever you're wanting to like call into your life. You could make an altar to like honor that energy. So that's just some thoughts. So if you're going to have an altar, I would decide first of all what is this altar for if you're going to have an ancestor or deity altar I suggest having them not um in your bedroom but if it's an altar like for an intention I think that could be good in your bedroom and then when you're getting rid of the stuff from the altar I suggest either putting in a like a small little trash bag and bringing it outside If it's something that is like compostable, just like letting blow away in the wind, um, like dust or whatever. But if it's something you need to like throw away, like a candle or something, I suggest throwing it away in the trash can outside of your house, not leaving it in the can until next week when the, 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 it's can night and you take your cans out. You want to bring your, you know, finish spell work all the way or intention setting, whatever your perspective is all the way outside if you want to bring it to a place that you like to like release things at you can bring it there obviously we're not throwing things away like on the ground but like in a like it sometimes I'll bring mine to the beach and I'll put it in the trash can at the beach because I want the energy to be connected to water and flow I've done some money spells as well like connecting with the intention of like drawing more like physical money and abundance towards me and like when I'm done with the spell work I'll put it in a little trash bag and I'll throw it away at the bank <laughs> because it's just like a symbolic thing of I'm connecting with that vibration um so yeah so you could have so just think about what you want the altar for and if you're going to have water on your altar I would suggest changing it once a week you could do it every day. That would be awesome, but you don't need to. And when you get rid of it, same thing. You want to kind of like let it, like pour it outside. I have a one tree that I offer everything to, and I put water and things that are compostable around the tree as offerings, like to the land and to the tree and to like spirit overall. It's not like hailing, you guys. That's so interesting. 
um, as we're recording this. So we, I, it's funny because I was like, I want to live somewhere where there's all types of weather. And it was really hot when I started recording this. Then it got really windy. Then it started drizzling and now it's like hailing. <laughs> so we got what we asked for. Um, but yeah, I have one tree where I'll like pour all my offerings into, or you could like flush it on the toilet. You don't want to pour your offerings into the kitchen sink. You don't want to pour your offerings. Um, you could, depending what the offering is, you could pour it into like a house plant. But if it's something that you're like to honor, like uh, maybe it was your ancestor water. Once you're ready to refresh it, you could pour that into a plant to like watch it grow and honor your family and the earth and stuff. But um, if it's something that you're like wanting to manifest, bring towards you. I wouldn't pour it into a plant in your house. If you have a plant outdoors, like the tree or a special bush or your roses or whatever, you could, outside your home, I would do that. So those are just some suggestions around altar spaces. And if you guys want, um, please send me pictures of your altars. I would just, I'm curious. I want to see them. So if you have an altar or you create an altar now based on hearing this episode, um, send me a DM with the picture of your altar. I would love to see it. (laughs) So thank you guys for joining me again for another Angel Face Magic Hour podcast episode. I love you very much. Thank you for listening. And again, please rate and review the podcast. That is what helps us grow. That is what helps people find us. So just take a few minutes to do it. it I would be ever so appreciative, appreciative forever. And um, thank you for listening. I'll see y'all next week. Bye-bye.